2: Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living life. Like it matters. This is our hour of power. Sixty second. I mean sixty minutes, man. It's not that long. You know, time is of the essence. Isn't that a great saying? What are you doing with your time? You know, ladies and gentlemen, we all mortgage our life for a paycheck, for a relationship, for a cause. And the Bible says it is appointed for man to die one time, and then comes the judgment. Oh, yes. Uh, Each of us will be judged. It's a progress report. How you doing? What's the good? What's the bad? It's your uh, yearly evaluation. It's wanting to see how you're doing with the company uh where you fall short and where you might be needing to do better maybe get a little reward uh, maybe get a little reprimand but hey point at some time it is appointed for man to stand before god in judgment and so i believe if you uh you know beat him to the punch paul says uh if you judge yourself God doesn't need to judge you. Aristotle said that an unexamined life is not worth living. Paul said also that to to check yourself, to see if you're still in the faith. See, that's what happens in my training. You know, I just got out of class, and whenever I get ready for class and come out of class, uh, I am introspective. I go through a deep process when I take people through the deep process. I don't sit in my comfort zone with my feet on my comfort desk, with my mouth, with my words coming out of my comfortable mouth, with my thoughts coming out of my comfortable thinking, nope, I'm in the fire, I'm with you. Great leadership would never ask anybody to do something they're not willing to do themselves. And leadership is a loop. It's permission, it's example, it's culture. And one thing I do, ladies and gentlemen, is like Jesus said, you know, the truth will set you free. I bring some truth therapy, that's what I do. And it's a big deal because not only did Jesus say the truth will set you free, but it was Charles Garfield that said first it's gonna make you miserable. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm gonna be sharing the incredible breakthroughs of this last weekend's Leadership Awakening because Thursday through Saturday, uh, I was in a room with 19 other people. Uh, it was chaotic, it was stressful, Uh, It was dark at times. It was confusing. Kind of what most of you go through 24-7. But this is a created space, a created tension, a created uncomfortableness. It's not to be mean. It's not because my wife doesn't love me. It's not because I haven't been sleeping well at night. Because friction, pressure tells you what you're made of. You know, there's a proverb about this that says you can tell a man's religion in time of despair, and I hate to tell you, there's some big truth therapy right there, because you'll know what you're made of when you get your back against the wall. You'll know what you got when you take away everything from somebody. You know what you got when someone has no option but one way forward. And you can tell a man's religion in time of despair, and let's be honest, it's a despairing world we live in right now. Uh, Joe Biden has hijacked this country into a place that uh, it is foreign territory. You know, the woke and broke agenda, the, the liberals and the racist uh, country that we've become, as long as it's the right type of racism. Man, it's stunning. I cannot believe this country is called America. What's going on? It's stunning, and so many people are okay with it just because Donald Trump's not president. You know, let's be honest. Life can be complicated and confusing, schizophrenic. We can get our minds set on something that is not positive, not productive, or even preferential. We can get so far into our feelings that we forget our power and our freedom. And so today I'm going to have you consider how's that working for you. And you might say, what are you talking about, Black? I'm asking you, how's that working for you? That is what you're doing. That is is the pattern of your behavior. That is your thinking. That is the way you vote. That. It's your life. It's your mission. Remember what my that is? My that is that I am a committed to dying daily to myself and my desires. I'm a conduit of the Holy Spirit. It is not I who lives but Christ who lives in me. I'm the hands and feet of my Lord Jesus Christ and daily I put on his heart and his mind. I'm living The method, the mantra, see a need, meet a need. My mantra is to fill all the divine appointments that God has planned in advance for me and to live my life for my Lord and for others, being the best father, husband, leader, human, and child of God that I am created to be. I commit to do all these things daily until I can hear those words from the beam of seed of my Christ, well done, my good and faithful servant. I'm committed to do this with passion, heart, body, and soul to the glory of Yahweh. There's my that. That's my that, so when people ask me, how's it going? I always say, in the hands of God. But I wanna bring you to a place of understanding, because again, one thing I deal with is truth therapy. And people run from truth, they run from it. They don't like it. For some, it's a bitter medicine. But for Christ, he said, it'll set you free. And again, for Garfield, he said, but first, before freedom comes uncomfortableness. Before freedom comes misery. And why, I can prove that point. Because we live in three little circles. A lot of people live in the smallest of those circles called the comfort zone. And comfort zone seems to be a lot of people's outcome and yet the comfort zone is death. Things go to their comfort zone to die. Our marriages die in our comfort zone. Our love for God dies in our comfort zone. Our youthful exuberance dies in that comfort zone. The passion we have for making a difference or or that person dies in our comfort zone. See, right outside your comfort zone is what people fear the most, though. What do you mean? What is it, Black? It's called fear. (laughs) False evidence appearing real. And its address is right outside our comfort zone. And here's the thing about fear, and you're going to hear from a guest today, that fear is false evidence appearing real. Fear is nothing more than a concoction of our imagination, a concoction of our imagination. That's pretty good, John. I like that, right? That's all it is. It's false evidence appearing real. And once you learn how to function at a high level in the presence of fear, it goes away because you'll find out the only power that it had was the power that you give it. And once you realize that you can feel the fear and do it anyways, great book by Dr. Susan Jeffers, because fear is nothing more than chemical response to what we're thinking about, our breathing and our physiology, specifically, our eye placement relation, our physiology. And yet we get ourselves in these ruts, we sell out, we continue to dig, you know, we get in a hole and yet we continue digging and digging and digging and digging and digging. And And that's where the Einstein comment came in. Einstein defined crazy. Insanity as doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. That's just crazy So in life sometimes when we make mistakes We need to stop digging in life. Sometimes when we make mistakes We got to do something different and today you're gonna hear from someone that came in my class and was bamboozled Was confused and didn't know I was going on and that person made a choice. It's called attitude. That was not a good choice uh, and if he didn't change that choice Uh, he would not be in my class any longer. And not only did he change that choice, but he also committed the process. And it changed his life, it changed his eternal destination, it changed everything about him. And after the break, he's gonna be joining us, so he can tell you about, man, when you think life can't change, when you think you're upside down, when you think that nothing matters and nothing can get better, just welcome to the world of Mr. Black, just walk in to leadership awakening walk in to the presence of someone who knows what they're doing and boy you got to ask yourself how's that working for me and if you don't like the results change the approach as you change the approach you change the results i'm black we'll be back in three minutes
3: Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, March 30th through April 1st. That's
0: likeitmatters.net. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey
1: app. You've heard of Heritage Christian Academy, but why do parents rave about the school using words like amazing, excellent, experienced, blessed? Discover for yourself at the prospective Family Info Night on Tuesday, March 14th at 7. Tour the pre K through 12 campus from classrooms to the sports fields. Visit with staff and leadership to answer questions and experience your students' day. Come find out why. Heritage Christian Academy on March 14th. RSVP today at admissions at myhca.org.
3: Your traditional water softener wastes water as if you ran a full washer for just a pair of socks. Commerce wet technology softeners will save you water and salt. Save $400 when you trade in your old salt hog to Commerce Water. Go to commerce.com. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black.
2: You've had a difference in your relationship with God too. Tell me about that. Um, I was was raised in a
1: church uh, and I kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life. it's really amazing. Sorry, I'm gonna get emotional. That's okay. It's 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 amazing. It's an amazing feeling inside my heart.
4: Like It Matters unique approach allows people to see, hear, and experience leadership in motion. Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio it matters, inspiration,
2: education, and application. I am black, and I am back from an incredible weekend. Now, nah, I didn't go far. I live in Fort Worth, uh, and uh, the training's in Dallas. So I guess it's, it's very similar to those of my listeners there in Minnesota, um, uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul. So it's kind of like Dallas, Fort Worth. I think Dallas-Fort Worth is a little bit larger in size. Uh, there's about 8 million people in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. and It probably covers um, 60, 70 miles. So it might be a little bit bigger than, I don't know, I'm sure. But uh, so even though I live in Fort Worth, we did the training in downtown Dallas. And um, it was great. We had uh, 16 strangers, 16 people from all walks of life, from all income levels. And they came to my training. And you want to know what? They got hit by a two-by-four. They got hit by a cudgel. And you know what that was that they got hit by? Some true therapy. Oh, so close, John. So close. (laughs) <laughs> truth therapy. True you know, <laughs> therapy. I'm training my producer here how to get some drops in there. So uh, true therapy, man, that's good stuff, man. Good stuff. They got true hit with some truth therapy. therapy. Yeah, there we go. It's a little, just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, right? But when you're standing in a room with 15 other people with just a chair. Uh, and nothing between you and Mr. Black, and Mr. Black is uh, pretty intense, boy, that true therapy will squeeze a little bit of juice out of you. <laughs> and so, you know, it's a great thing I do because what I do is situational leadership. You can tell a man's religion in time of despair. The Bible says, in, uh, I think it's Second 2 Peter 2.22, that a dog returns to its vomit and a sow after cleaning herself returns to the mire. And what that means is we do what's innate to us. Why does a dog bark because it's a dog? Why does a cat meow because it's a cat? If I meow, I'm not a cat, but if I was a cat, I would meow. It's the same thing, why do people sin? We Because we're sinners. We're not sinners because we sin. We sin because we're sinners because by one man, Adam, sin was brought into our DNA. And by another man, Jesus, sin is removed from our DNA. Keep it simple, soldier. Again, a little bit more of that, John. Truth therapy. That's what it is. Truth therapy. And so I am blessed because I get to walk deeply, intimately with some incredible people. And you know the cool thing is when they come into my training, they don't think they're incredible. No, they don't think they're incredible. They think they're messed up. They think they're broken. They think they're not good enough. They're lost. They're confused. They're just going through the the world. They're just a squirrel working to get their nut. And by the way, doing pretty good compared to everybody else. And then they sign up for this company, this, this business opportunity called The CarMedic where you can go and create your own franchise. We can go be taught how to do paint-free dent repair. This is my 24th or 25th year working with them. And so these young people, and they don't all, there's no age limit, so I just call them young because they're brand new, brand new beginnings. But these people sign up for this franchise and they're gonna learn how to run a business, paint-free dent repair. And so they sign up, they pay their money, they say goodbye to their spouses, their families, and they go away for eight consecutive weeks of training. But before they start pushing any debts on their vehicle, they come into my classroom in Leadership Awakening. So we one of those gentlemen who joined us this last weekend, had an incredible weekend. Uh, call him a friend and a brother. So let's go to the phone line, and let's welcome uh, Richard to Like It Matters Radio. How you doing, Richard?
5: Pretty good. Thank you very much. Good morning, Mr. Black.
2: That's right. Hey, quit screaming at me, man. What are you doing? I'm on the radio. Will you stop screaming at me? <laughs> <laughs> no, sir, I'm projecting yeah. to you, not yelling at you. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Richard's a car medic, and uh, Richard, uh, tell me a little bit about your background. What brought you to car medic,
5: Richard? Um, I, have, I am 27 years old. I have a fiancé, been with her since I was 17. We have two children, and I actually came from being a mechanic, and uh, I worked two jobs, strangely enough, because the way the world works, inflation will just take every penny you got. Um yep. so I worked two jobs. Um I was a mechanic and also a delivery pizza delivery guy and I was just working So whatever
2: tons it took
5: Yep, everything it took yeah. cuz I was tired of working two jobs and I wanted to be more of a family man but I also wanted to be successful in a, my career.
2: Yeah. And you're basically walking out there doing what you think is right uh not really connected to God, correct? Uh, up until my class I'm just saying right? Is that fair to say? Absolutely. Up until now. Yeah. Yeah, kind of doing things your way, doing what you thought was the right thing, right? Doing your best to to be a good man, doing your best to to be a good uh, father, and hopefully someday a good husband, right? Yep, checking those boxes, unfortunately. Yep, and so... So you signed up for this car medic. You have a great partner who approaches you, say, "Hey, I got a great opportunity." Uh, and did, are you excited? Were you excited before you got to class about car medic? What what got you really excited about car medic? Was it just the control, the opportunity to make whatever you wanted? I mean, what was the what was the sell that got you into car medic? The the
5: independence, the um, the honestly, the responsibility that would it would bring with myself that I would have to take on because before then I was. I, I didn't run from responsibilities, but if they were too hard, I would definitely push them aside. And in yep. this case, if I want to be successful, I have to be responsible and have the discipline in order to do it.
2: Yep. And so they say, great, here we got a system, it works. And you saw some other people say, yeah, this is, I'm ready for the next level. So you sign up uh, and then you're told that you're going to have eight weeks of training. We're going to be trained to learn how to be a great business owner, how to do the process, how to run the business, right? I mean, that had to be exciting for you, correct? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And you got some reading to do. You finally figure you got it. And so you you get in the airplane and you fly off to Dallas, Texas. For some reason, you got to go to Dallas. Doesn't make sense. I got to go to Dallas for my training, but I thought it was an in Illinois. Okay. So Very, all confusing. Of a sudden at Very five, confusing. Yeah, so 5 o'clock, you open that door, and I invite you into my classroom for a five-minute talk.
6: So <laughs> oh, when I just oh, walked oh, you in oh. for that
2: five minutes, just real quick, what was going through your head, man? Oh, I did everything,
5: every every scary thought I could possibly think. I didn't know whether to be overly, uh, overwhelmingly excited or nervous or if this was going to be a bunch of uh, smokes and mirrors or what What yeah. to expect, to be honest with you.
2: Yeah, it was uh, the unknown. Absolute unknown, and when I bring you in there for five minutes just to give you the basic foundation and make sure everybody's there, uh, it it's already in that mode. You can tell there's something different here. You can tell it's not your typical type of training, correct? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
5: Yep. Without a doubt, you are not in for a normal regular class period.
2: Now you knew that you knew that five o'clock. Even though we didn't say much, you could tell. So six thirty after dinner, the door swings open and we invite you in, and it was chaos. Is that fair to say? Absolutely chaos.
5: Absolutely yeah. mass hysteria.
2: Yep, yep. It's a uh, it's a uh, it's loud. Uh, you're coming in. You're not sure what to do. You're giving very short, short, curt instructions. Uh, no questions answered. I mean, it was uncomfortable walking in that room, correct? Absolutely. And what happens in life is this is why I started before I got you on. There's a proverb that says you can tell a man's religion in time of despair. Uh, that, uh, you know, a man returns to it, You know, what he knows, just like a dog returns to his vomit and a sow after cleaning herself returns to the mire. The reason that's in the Bible is because they're, that's innate. They go to what they know. And so in times where we have no control and it's chaos, we just press the play button. And what happened in the class is how you, up until now, have dealt with stress and pressure and the unknown, correct? Yeah, yep.
5: Joked it off, pushed it to the side, and figured if I made a joke, people would laugh with me instead of laughing at me.
2: Yep, and, and then you just started this whole thing off by saying you're 27 years old, and yet you were still playing the fool. I mean, I was a class clown when I was a kid. I was My uh, home life was so terrible, and so I would act up, get people to laugh at me because I was basically terrible, and I had to get rid of that in my young adult life because I was always a boy in a man's world, and I couldn't act like a child because I was already the youngest person, and so what you got hit with Thursday night, Man, I got hit with hard too. You got a little bit of black treatment, because that's how God kind of trained me up. He said, dude, you're stop acting like a kid. You're not a kid anymore. You're a man. It's time to act like a man, you know? And so, uh, you know, it was pretty hard. I mean, I hit you pretty hard. Is it fair to say Thursday night when we got started, uh, 10 minutes into it, I had basically publicly undressed you for the way you showed up, correct? 100%.
5: Ton of bricks <laughs> just counted Ton, ton. <laughs>
2: yeah, and, and you had every reason to be upset. You had every reason to shut down. You had every justifiable reason to kind of get yourself convinced to walk out that door. But you didn't. How come?
5: Because... Like I had told you, uh previous to coming to there, um, my grandma has actually helped to help, help me get to this point, and she had sat down with me for about an hour, and she's always been in my life and she she sat there and talked to me for about an hour and said exactly the same things you said and as wow as I walked into your class, I did what I did, and you said the same thing that she said wow, and then that night when I went down went up to the room, I realized. That's the same thing I was telling myself over and over and over again. But it was much, much easier to say, that's not true, or I could just push that off. Well, that's not, nah, that's not for, that's not truly what it is. But no, and you, you didn't let, you didn't let up. You let me have it to the point where I was like, no, no, that is it, Richie. That is it. And this is what's doing it. And this is what's making you be the way you are. And I was like, well, I can either sit there and argue and fight with you, or I can hop on board and we can change it.
2: Well, that's what I want to talk about after the break. So we're getting ready to go to a three-minute break, Richard. Stay with me, please, because I want to talk about that because that's what leaders do. You made a decision that forever changed your life, forever changed your destiny, and changed the lives of many of those people in class. And so we'll be back after three minutes to talk with Richard about that choice.
3: To learn more from Mr. Black, the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis is March 30th through April 1st.
4: Details at likeitmatters.net. The bigger your 401k, the better your retirement, right? Wrong. and it's yours free with one call don't risk a lifetime of work building your retirement this little-known retirement protection plan could safeguard your wealth and boost your retirement up to 40 percent. for your free copy of guarantee your retirement by josh melberg call now call 800-337-8051 that's 800-337-8051 800-337-8051
6: Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life.
2: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters. Inspiration, education, and application. I am Black. And today we are blessed because we're talking to one of our recent graduates from Team 243, Richard. And again, Richard, I want to thank you. I know you're in the middle of training. Thank you so much for joining us, my friend. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Well, see, and the reason I wanted to have you is because you made a choice that seems so simple now, but it's not. Because in my class, because it is challenging, every once in a while I ask people to leave. leave. Uh, and every once in a while we have people quit. And the same class that you changed your life, we had someone go in there that didn't do something different. See... This is why I go back to Einstein. Albert Einstein said, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And this is why God gives us pain. Yeah. This is why there's things called behavior modification, behavior reinforcement, because any behavior uh, repeated with a positive intent uh, will repeat itself. Any behavior rewarded with a positive uh, outcome uh, is, will repeat itself. See, when we do something and get what we want, we keep doing it over and over and over and over. Any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself. It took me three times to say that properly, but I finally got it right. And so when I ask you in class, how's that working for you? So you could have kept the attitude. You could have kept the insecurity. You could have kept mocking the process because one person in the class did not do that out loud but they were doing it in their head. They were scared, they were afraid, they didn't know what to do, and so they quit. They said they had to go to the bathroom. We offered everybody to take a short break and go to the bathroom he wouldn't leave because he was gonna run away. You didn't run away. You chose to do something different. And I'm gonna tell you, it changed your life. And so once you changed your attitude, once you said, you know what, grandma was right, I've been saying this, I've been hearing this, I know this is right. I'm going to do something different. When you chose to think differently, when you chose to let it go, when you chose to do something different, what happened? What was the shift that took place?
5: Um, I knew it wasn't going to be easy. I knew I had been installed in these behaviors into myself probably, man, since I was 13 years old. So, I mean, if it's not broken, don't touch it is what my yeah. mentality was. But I also thought, man, it was so broken. So I thought, yep. well, I need to stop trying to when mr black would say one thing i need to be well uh maybe i could just kind of tweak it a little no i needed to either fully commit or just walk out the door behind me because i didn't want to waste his time nor my time yep. so i had said all right reason, huh? what we're gonna do i'm gonna put yep. one foot in front of the other i'm gonna look forward and my feet are gonna follow and we're gonna just keep on trucking
2: and, and a huge shift i mean you went from what would have been maybe one of the worst weekends of your life and maybe a detrimental weekend to what i would say is probably one of the best weekends yes the hands down the best weekend yeah and so tell me where did the shift take place uh, i know you decided at your room to i'm going to get involved but at some point in the training the 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 training starts overtaking you when you really start getting into it and it just envelops you was it something emotional was it something you thought of was it about your future for your kids i mean what was the one thing that said you know what this thing matters enough. I'm going to trust this process and give it all I got. What was that one thing that drove you?
5: My breakthrough moment was actually Friday when we did the knee to knee activity, um, mm-hmm. and we had to find our happy place. Uh, mm-hmm. I I was a very broken man up until now. I didn't cry a lot. I probably haven't cried realistically for pain in uh, over a decade. So wow. um, I. I had another man sit in front of me and my niece, we got real uncomfortable. It was a, the whole weekend yep. was uncomfortable, but if it wasn't, yep. com- if you weren't uncomfortable, you weren't getting what you needed to do out of it. But, um, yeah, uh, I had another man sit in front of me and my knees touched him and we needed to touch knees. And then we needed to close our eyes and find our happy place. And as Mr. Black would go and to tell us where we needed to do and step by step, I felt this overwhelming, just a sort of sense of emotion that just made wow. tears literally just stream down my face. And I'm like, this is it. This man broke yep. me. I haven't cried in years. This is it. We're doing it, Richie. We are fully committed. And that was only yep. f- after literally, I would say, eight hours spending with Mr. Black. Yeah. And those eight hours, him just throwing brick after brick after brick into my my characteristics because it was needed. And I was like, yep. you know what? Yep. This man knows what he's talking about. So I'm in it. He made me cry, and not a lot of things make me cry. So... I am here. Yeah. I'm for you, Mister Black, and he showed me the well, right I way to go. It.
2: Well, you said you said it from 13 years old because you had some trouble in, the, in childhood, right? At 13 years old, something traumatic happened that you uh, you realize it's hard to commit and it's hard to trust, and so you kind of just b- made humor a way to kind of deal with the things that were uncomfortable. Correct?
5: Absolutely, a hundred percent.
2: Yep. And so, see, we don't admit It's a self-medication way. Some people do alcohol. Some people do drugs. Some people do uh, porn. Now, at 13 years old, by the grace of God, hopefully you weren't doing any of that stuff. But one thing you had is humor. And so you would belittle things and make fun of it. And that's kind of you get people laugh at you because you were scared and lost and didn't want to be an outcast. I mean, that's why we do what we do. I did the same thing, correct? Correct. Walking in darkness is what it felt like. Yeah, and then you decide, okay, you're going to feel this. And so you started feeling pain again. You started feeling unease. And that pain, because it's a motivator, emotions were given to us by God to move us. People don't get the whole word of emotion means to move. Uh, to uh, to emote is to move. To when you have a motivation, that's the root word M O T. When you have a motivation, people want to know why did you move? Why did you do what you did? What moved you? A good leader it motivates people. That means it moves people in a positive direction. So, when you're all backed up emotionally, when you're all it backs you up creatively. Because remember, it's the right side of the brain. The left side of your brain, Richard, has all those things that make us human beings. Uh, Uh, You know our, our left side is verbal logical. I'm sorry all those things that when you think of the brain the left side of the brain Verbal logical analytical linear, but your right side of your brain has all those special endowments that make us human beings creativity consciousness emotion So people don't get this when you shut off all your emotion You're shutting off the right side of your brain that special part of your brain that makes us human beings So your creativity and so you got stuck see this is the thing you actually made yourself stuck Richard by shutting off that right side of the brain, by not feeling anything, by blowing everything off with laughter. And in my class, you could no longer do that. But you had a choice. You could have kept doing it, and then I would ask you this question, how's that working for you? And, Richard, knowing what you know now, how was that working for you? It wasn't. It it wasn't
5: actually doing anything. I was quite literally just going insane just slowly enough to where I wasn't realizing it. And so I... I walked in that threshold.
2: Yep. And now you realize what commitment is. Uh what what's different? I know you're not at home with your girlfriend and your kids cuz you're on the road. But I'm sure you have had a chance to talk. Have you noticed a difference showing up in your relationship with her, how you talk to her, and the kids and all that? Oh my god. Uh,
5: absolutely. 150%. I've brought so much more to the table. She's going through a lot right now. This is the first time we've been together like or been apart like this in 13 years, give or take. So, yeah, um I'm sorry, twelve years. I'm sorry, twelve years. And so yeah, she's going through a lot. But I, I just have to keep letting her know, like, don't, don't discourage yourself. Don't discredit yourself. Yep. You're a warrior in itself. Yep. Because, and before yep. that would have, until then that would have never happened. I would have been right there, like, oh, you know what? And I, I also am making a choice out of your class to not fall back into those ways because I don't yep. want
2: to go back into being insane. No. No, it's crazy. And that's the thing that we do, that, you know, hurting people hurt people. And what we do is we stuff all the hurt, we pretend it's not there, and we cover it up with other stuff. Uh, And yet uh, you got to feel that pain and process that pain. And once you realize that you can feel the pain, uh, then you can help other people in their pain. Uh, And I want to tell you, I'm proud of you. What do you think is the biggest takeaway, the biggest benefit you feel from 48 hours in Leadership Awakening? What do you think is the biggest takeaway so far?
5: Uh, Patience. Patient. Um, I wasn't so much patient before. I If I didn't get what I wanted right then and there, I would move on to the next thing and figure out how to get it. I'd just move on and figure out how to get it, figure out how to get it. I needed immediate gratification. And with your class, there was not immediate gratification, sir. Not even a little bit. Yep. So I realized no. that good things take time. And I actually, um, if you could give me one moment. I, that's actually one of my notes to myself was uh, – That it says, oh, it's kind of in the same way. It says that pretty much I have failure is the greatest motivator. So back before up until then, like I said, I I needed immediate gratification. I needed if I didn't get it, I moved on to something else and I would get it instead of waiting and waiting. And it would have been so much bittersweet had you waited and got what I wanted instead of just moving on to the next and try to get it there.
2: Yep. Well, you know why what happens? The victim thing kicks in. We've been so programmed that we're a victim. Uh, We get our DNA test to see what percent of our victim we are. And so what happens, you had some stuff happen young in life and we brand it. We become skeptical in life. We became cold and bitter. But we just got to remember that stuff happens uh, and we can't go bitter on it. We have to trust the process and pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off and hit again and have hope. And that's what you're leaving there. You're leaving. You have hope now. You know that you're in control. You know that things don't work out. You might not be able to control what happens to you, but you can control what happens in you. And more importantly, you're walking with God now, correct? Absolutely. I'm, that, that's,
5: I did my five things this morning. I did five things I'm grateful for and five things I'm excited for. And my five things I was excited for was, one, to talk to you on your radio show and to uh, start my journey with God. That was my top one was to start journey with God.
2: Uh, it was awesome, and uh, what an honor. You know, secular training, there's not a piece of scripture in my training, but the scripture's in this man. But uh, when I had you four come in, I got a chance to to talk to the four of you and uh, um, pray you guys in the kingdom. That was the greatest honor I ever had, and I uh, got a Bible coming your way, and uh, I'm here, brother. I know you got CarMedic, and CarMedic's a great job. You can do a great future, but uh, don't forget Mr. Black and Like It Matters, because I'm here to walk with you every day. Okay, my friend?
5: I appreciate it, Mr. Black. Absolutely. So you have a
2: great one. All right, God bless you. Give my best to all the rookies, okay? Will do, talk huh, to you. Yeah. Alright, my friend. God bless you. Ladies and gentlemen, the one question I'm asking for today with what you're doing in life, how's that working for you? If you don't like the results, change the approach. As you change the approach, you change the results. We'll be right back.
4: Welcome to the world of Mister Black.
2: You've had a difference in your relationship with God too. Tell me about that.
1: Um, yeah, I was I was raised in a church uh, and I kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life, and this class kind of brought me right back to to my faith, and that's a huge, huge part of my life that's just been missing. And I just I, I feel rejuvenated. If that makes sense, that you know, knowing that. God's walking right next to me every day, every night, you know, he's right here for me and everyone else for that matter. But he's here for, for me right now.
2: And you have some peace, don't you?
1: Oh, it's, it's, it's really amazing. Sorry, I'm going to get emotional. It's, 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 it's amazing. It's an amazing
4: feeling inside my heart. Like it matters. Unique approach allows people to see, hear and experience leadership in motion. Like it matters radio. Radio like it matters. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking
0: through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com.
2: This is Scott B. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters, and your host for Like It Matters Radio, calling all Leadership Awakening graduates. The time is now to raise the bar to finish what you started. As a graduate of Leadership Awakening, you know how transformational awakening is. However, it's also incomplete. Leadership Adventure is about applying what you learned in Leadership Awakening. How do you take a team of leaders through the undulating line of life and success? Welcome to the second half of the Leadership Experience Leadership Adventure. This is a fun class, and is done in an outdoor adventure setting. Leadership Awakening goes from 1 to 25. Leadership Adventure goes from 26 to 100. This is not Leadership Awakening a second time. It is a whole new adventure that picks up right where you left off in Leadership Awakening. If you're ready for the next level, the time is now to register for Leadership Adventure, March 2nd through 4th and April 9th through 11th. Details at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters. Inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. and man, I am back from an incredible weekend. You know, whenever I go into class, and by the way, if you want to read about it, go to likeitmatters.net. And I do have a class coming up. My next class is in uh, three weeks, uh, March 30th through April 1st. Uh, it is in Minneapolis, so I think we're at seven or eight. We had 16 people last weekend. That is our target class size, so uh, we got half a class size. I've done classes as small as three, believe it or not, but uh, we're at, I think, seven or eight, so let's uh, let's fill it up. If you want to change your world, uh, get into likeitmatters.net, and uh, I guarantee you, you the tools, I will show you the toolbox you have always had. You know, I was just talking to Richard. He showed up in my class, lost, confused, 27 years old. Been with a girl for 13 years, they're not married, has two kids, but let me tell you why. So at the very end of our training, we have people write, at the end of each section, we have them write what's called notes to myself. Uh, and uh, here in his uh, notes to myself journal entry, his final note, before leaving class, and this is what was talking about, he said, notes to myself, failure is the greatest motivation. I came into this class with so many demons, problems. I had so many relationships that had big holes up until now. I didn't want to commit. I wanted to do it my way. My way is how I get overwhelmed with battles and demons. Up until now, I didn't think I was good enough. I didn't think I was enough. I thought how could others see the good in me for I have done so much wrong. And not once, not twice, but over and over and over. Up until now, I didn't have the passion to be a better me. My mission is to always be better than I was yesterday, and not for just myself, but for those to love and care about. Isn't that incredible? And then we have something that we have called Share the Fire. Three questions. Briefly share what your biggest block in life or business was before attending. Here's what Richard said. My biggest block before attending was thinking I was not or could not ever be good enough. Constantly in my head, battling with do they uh, mean that, or are they just talking BS? So he can never take compliments. He can never commit. Again, he's been with a woman uh, for 12 years, as high school sweethearts since 17. They have two kids together. They're not married because they're doing the world's way. Don't commit. Don't you see it? How will your experience that leadership awakening affect your life? I will take the tools I've learned to be a better man, a better partner, a better father, a better brother, a better grandson and cousin, and in both a personal and business relationships, all right. In a few words, why should someone 10 leadership working? It's life-changing. If you're not happy or honestly just lost, Mr. Black will give you the tools, but you have to want it. What are you now excited or passionate about? The new me. To go, to go and put all these tools into motion and watch all the progress follow. See, ladies and gentlemen, here's what happens. This is science. You got to follow the science. Talks about logical levels. There are six levels that we create belief systems. And everything we do or do not do is driven by belief system. And the problem is what we believe is what we tell ourselves over and over and over. We have 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day. We have all this trauma, all this drama. We don't know how to process. And now, this is the sad part that some of you refuse to pay attention to. Now, because we're such a racist country, now because hate is okay in America. Hate is okay as long as you hate white people. As long as you have some victim status, you're a woman, you're gay, you're transgender, you're brown or black or yellow or blue, non-white, non-cisgender, where you don't like a traditional relationship like God made us, uh, you know, God made one man and one woman. So, if you got all that, you can play victim. But here's the problem. If you understand the neurological levels, there are six levels that we have uh, beliefs in. And the problem is this is if you don't know the level that you're dealing with, you can't make change. See, those six levels are are spirit, identity, values and beliefs, capabilities, behavior, and environment. And change takes place from the top down, not from the bottom up. And here's what happened, people attach a lot of things to their identity, and you gotta be careful what you change uh, attach to your identity. Because one thing about the logical levels is they, change takes place from the top down, not from the bottom up. Change takes place from the top down and not from the bottom up. And so I always tell people it's a lot easier to change what you do than who you are. Do you hear that? It's a lot easier to change what you do than who you are. And yet, see, a lot of us have been victimized. We've had a lot of things happen to us. And so what happens is we learn from that. We overcome. See, that's what behavior modification does. That's what living and examine life does. It's called failing forward. When you make a mistake, we learn from our mistakes. When our outcomes are less than we want to be, we learn, we adapt, we change, why? Because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And so in life, as we have hardships, in life, as we overcome, we we learn. See, this is what people don't get. The days where we had intestinal fortitude, the day that good people uh, overcame is over. I mean, look at the life and faith of Jackie Robinson. This is from Good News Mag. Uh, You know, Jackie Robinson broke baseball's color barrier in 1947 with the Brooklyn Dodgers. He received the congressional gold medal. Uh, uh, It was impressive. Robinson, if you don't know, was a baseball player, a Hall of Fame player, but the gold medal that he got from, uh, who gave it to him? I think it was uh, Senate Minister's Order Leader Bill Frist, uh, President Bush. It was President Bush that gave Jackie Robinson the uh, gold medal, and that doesn't go to anybody. The gold medal isn't given for athletic achievement. I mean, Robinson was a four-sport star UCLA, and some believe baseball was not his best sport. You get those medals for achievements as a human being. Jack Roosevelt Robinson, by any measure, was a very special human being. You know why? He was a child of God. See, in becoming the first black man to play in the major leagues, Robinson encountered racism in his vilest manifestations, racial taunts and slurs, insults on the playing field and off, character assassination, death threats. Why? Because of the color of his skin. That's it. I mean, he was treated wicked. 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 But despite the evil of such provocations, he found a way to rise above his tormentors, to literally turn the other cheek to demonstrate that however great his athletic skill was, his qualities as a human being were infinitely greater. See, this is what a lot of people know. Behind many Jackie Robinsons, there's a Branch Rickey, but they don't get recognized because he, here's a white Christian male. You know, you don't know all the stuff I do as a white Christian male on the world. We take a little bit that God has for us, and we make it go far. Uh, there, I mean, a lot. We do a lot with little. See, when the time approached, Branch Rickey, who was the general manager of the Dodgers, had a decision to make. First of all, he had to decide if he should sign a black player, and if he did, what were the consequences going to be at the time in this country's history? And second... The one that he picked, and he was looking at Jackie Robinson, did Robinson have the talent to play in the big leagues? Was he tough enough, in the best sense, to confront the certain racial turmoil he would face? See, Ricky Branch was a man of exceptional intelligence. He was known throughout baseball as the Mahatma for his great wisdom. And he wanted to integrate baseball. The assurance that Ricky saw as to Robinson's character was found in Jackie's boyhood growing up in Pasadena, California. He was the son of sharecroppers, the grandson of slaves, so he could play the victim. But Jackie Robinson was no victim. In his youth, Jackie came under the influence of a young minister in Pasadena. His name was Carl Everett Downs, the 25-year-old pastor at Scott Methodist Church where Jackie's mother worshiped. The book is, uh, what is it? The book's called uh, Arnold Rampersand's Biography, Jackie Robinson, by uh, Alfred A. Knopf, 1997. It's a great story. See, they had to pick someone who was man enough not to fight back when someone attacked him. You gotta get this. And the reason why they knew Jackie Robinson was special, because he walked with God, because his, mom, his grandma had ingrained it in him. His mom had ingrained it in him. And ladies see, this is what the logical levels do. You know, if my son were to lie to me, something at the behavior level, if I was a good father I'd say Christian you lied to me that's not acceptable but you know what typical people do they say this you're a liar so we take what someone did an activity behavior and we attach it to their identity the problem is we act as if we are and if we've been told all our life we're a screw up we act like a screw up if we've been told all our life we're a a mistake we act like a mistake if we've been told all our life we're a liar we're a thief then that's how we act what we got to understand is, you know, we've all done things we're not proud of, and so is everybody else. And what we need to do is give to people what we want. We need grace and mercy and understanding. We should be given grace and mercy and understanding. All you people out there marching for justice, I can tell you right now, when justice comes knocking at your door, you're not home. We don't need justice. We need forgiveness. We need mercy. We need understanding. We need a new beginning. Richard went to Leadership Awakening at LikeItMatters.net. He went in there to have a new business. He came out having a new spirit, a new focus, a new heart, a new mind, and a new business. And that's why I'm asking today, with what you're doing in your life, how's that working for you? Go to likeitmatters.net. I'm black, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. I'm driving a 2018 Elantra, red, my favorite color. Hi, I'm Rita from St. Paul. Well, when I first walked in, I felt welcomed, and I'd been at a couple other dealerships that uh, I gave an F to. And Justin was the first gentleman to wait on me when I took it in for my first service, and he's been the only person that I've dealt with since then. can't say enough good things about him. On Christmas Day of last year, I was on the freeway driving home, and all of a sudden, the red light came on, and the right front tire
4: was low and the next day I called and Justin answered. He said let me take a look at it and go in the waiting room and and I'll get back to you. They found that there was a huge
2: nail in the tire and so he was able to get that all fixed up and replaced and sent me on my way home. Invergrove Hyundai was very welcoming. Service was excellent.
6: Invergrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment at InvergroveHyundai.com